Welcome back to another episode of the Junk Monkeys Podcast. Wow. I am your host, Randy McLeod, joined by my good friend, Danny Masanya. Hello. Uh, we're keeping it pretty low-key today. Uh, today, we're doing something a little different, and I've decided to kind of call it the Creative Showcase, where Dan and I are going to showcase our music, our writing, not our. Dan's going to showcase his music. <laughs> I'm going to sh- showcase you're, my writing. You're showing me your music today? I am, yeah. Oh, uh, Extremity? <laughs> you betcha. <laughs> you remember that? I do. It was terrible. <laughs> I thought it went hard. <laughs> Thanks, um, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be doing that for about an hour ish. We'll see. We're gonna talk about like we're gonna read our story, or I'm gonna read my stories. Dan's gonna play his music, and we're gonna talk about the process and like what um, what our thoughts are on the piece, looking back on them, and as well as just um, some insights into how we make our stuff. So we have some ulterior topics too. Yeah, totally. All about the creativity today. Yes. So without further ado, stick around for this episode of the Junk Monkeys Podcast. You know what always pops in my head huh. whenever like I'd take that pause? Yeah. I just think of like either that really shitty music that you once played for <laughs> that. Yeah, that one. <laughs> that terrible. And it's that, what do you it's, mean? Android sock hop. It was like, uh, it's that in the Nyan, Nyan Cat music. No, I know what you yeah, mean. Okay. I'm just saying like, do you want to do Nyan Cat no, I as don't. an intro one of, the, one no, of these days? Someday. For the next Just Chatting episode. <laughs> when we we'll do the Let's Play of Nyan Cat yeah, 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 yeah. on our phones. Let's Play? There was yeah. a game? Yeah. It was an iOS game. What the fuck? I didn't know about it. No, it was a full-fledged AAA <laughs> yeah, console exclusive. Yeah, EA. <laughs> PS, PS exclusive. Absolutely. <laughs> it bombed hard. It didn't do well. <laughs> they sold PS5 launch title. Or PS5 launch title. Nyan <laughs> <laughs> Uh Hey, what's oh up, everyone? Oh, fucking God. Um, I, I, I'm kind of nervous, but I'm also kind of excited to do this. This is something I kind of pitched to Dan like a week ago. Yeah. And I was I'm like... <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, and we kind of were just talking about like, wouldn't this be cool? It's like, yeah, sure. And then I ran out of ideas for the podcast this week and I was like, uh, all right, we're going to do yeah, this. Yeah. Randy messaged me and he was like, hey, I got this cool idea. We could do this creative showcase. We could talk about your music, my writing. What do you think? And I was like, that sounds great. And he goes, cool. He's like, I'll, I'll put that in the back pocket. That'll be like a future episode. <laughs> Next day, he was like, yeah, we're going to have to do that this week. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we're running out of time, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have plenty of time until the yeah, end. Yeah, we do. We're like, we record these months in advance, so absolutely yeah. gaslight the audience. This one won't go out till what? <laughs> it's oh yeah, it's, we're recording this in January, De- December of last year. Yeah, we're super ahead of the game. We are. <laughs> That's why we never miss uploads. Yeah, never. <laughs> yeah. The face Randy just made, Ugh. except when we all got COVID. <laughs> <laughs> all of two of us. Yeah, that shit sucked. That was terrible. But anyway, um, so. As I said in the intro, we're gonna. Um, I'm gonna start with a short piece that I wrote, um, and then Dan's gonna play some of his music, and we're gonna talk about it. Yeah, we're gonna while chat about it while it's playing. Yeah, yeah. But so Rand, Rand's gonna start. I think it'd be fun. Um, I think it'd be great. It's so, it's odd only having two people in the booth. Yeah, it's very <laughs> intimate. You know, it's like, hey, Dan, All we're just right. you and I are chatting it up. It's not know? the word I would have used. <laughs> I mean, I you're 100 percent right. I'm right, but right. <laughs> it's a little Be, weird being in a closed space with you and you being like, yeah, it's intimate in here, but. <laughs> I'm going to just step out for a Let's bit. open the door real quick. <laughs> Russ? <laughs> Help! Um, so, some context for my first piece. Um, I've never read this out loud. Uh, this was have, a... Have I read this? I don't think you have. This okay. is called Star Surfers. I have read this. Have you? Yes, I have. Oh, I must have sent this long, to you. Long time, a long time ago on Discord, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I, like I haven't piece. edited it since. Um, usually when I make a piece, it is once it's done, it's done. Yeah. I just leave it. Um, so for context, this was a piece that I wrote for my first creative writing, one of my first creative writing courses. It was um, short fiction writing um, in, at Brandon University. So Randy, Randy University, Randy University. <laughs> <laughs> wow. They named the university. It's crazy. <laughs> Made a real big impression. Well, apparently. Um, Holy fuck. But yeah. So I think this was just a, an, a, a, the first assignment was write a short, short story, which is like one, or I think it's two to three pages um, under a thousand words. Under a thousand words. Okay. That is short. That's yeah. very short. Yeah. So this, it, I, I love playing around with it and I'll talk about this afterwards, but like, I love playing around with such a constraint on what you're writing because it challenges you yeah yeah because you could go so long in the tooth but yeah. with short short stories you really got to be like hit your points as best and quickly as possible well because at that at that level of of constriction with word count the mm-hmm. point is to get as much as you uh, you can across with as little words as you can absolutely like like i i write for the audience at home i'm a writer too but not like randy is but a thousand words that is short it is short <laughs> that is very short <laughs> i had to do it again this year and i was like man <laughs> like, <laughs> this sucks. i need more words yeah. <laughs> especially now that you're a, a better writer since then and like yeah. you want to use more mm-hmm. so without further ado Ryan's gonna read a short story i'm really uh, excited yeah this is star surfers um we have dramatic dramatic music <laughs> yeah right <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine it i asked not in our lifetime of course i'm sure it won't be I'm sh- let me try again. I'm so nervous about this for some reason. It's weird because I'm talking to you, yeah. but I'm also talking to the audience because I feel like forget people- about them. Yeah, sure. Fuck um, you guys. <laughs> I'll edit that out. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys. Thanks for listening, by the way. Love hey, you. You guys are the best. Don't stop listening, please. Okay, so this is Star Surfers. Let's just do a clean, <laughs> clean read. Could you imagine it? I asked. Not in our lifetime, of course. I'm sure it won't be even in our children's lifetime. But just think, someday, someone will have the same crazy thought but they'll have the technology to act on it. They can make my fantasy a reality. I stopped to take a breath, excitement filling my bones. What if, Leo, side fray, you can't surf space? It's scientifically impossible. Scientifically improbable, not not yet impossible, my dear. Besides, I'm sure it was impossible to go to space in the first place all those years ago. But, and I'm not sure if you can believe this part, we did, multiple times. She rolls her eyes. She grabs my hand and keeps me walking down the boardwalk. It's a cool night. They must be switching the weather over to autumn temperatures. Star surfers. That's what we'll be called. We, being the brave surfer bros that dare to surf where no bro has surfed before, will be the future's adrenaline junkies. Just think, we could carve the solar winds, lay back on the rings of Saturn, or hang 10 through an asteroid belt. We could slingshot around a planet's gravitational pull. It could be a new way to surf. We'd be pioneers of the field. Space, the tubular frontier. I look over, but Frey is lost in her own thoughts. What's up? Don't you miss it? Is what they're offering really just as good? I question her with the raise of a singular eyebrow. What do you mean? I mean that we had great serving. It was pure. Going for a morning session used to mean something. The chill you would get when you were running for the, to the warmth of your towel laid on the sand. Sure, now we can surf any time of the day, in any type of weather we choose. But it's not the same. Frey's tearing up a bit. She loves the natural world more than anything. I think that's why she doesn't feel right here. She was able to see beauty in the little moments. My little moments were out on the water in the barrel of a wave, while her moments were reading on the beach, curling her toes in the sand, helping a baby sea turtle get flipped back onto its belly. You know how bees can see colors that the human eye can't? It's the same with Frey. No, not being the bee part. Those guys have been gone for decades. 
It's that she can see so much more beyond the surface of nature. They're on the same frequency, her and nature, harmonizing on a widely unknown note. I look at her and I start to get emotional. I never like seeing her cry. I'll start to cry. She'll see that I'm crying, then start to cry some more. It's a whole cycle. I stop myself, trying to hold it together. Instead, I stop her walking and hold her tight. Of course I miss it. God, I can still remember the first time mom gave me my first boogie board. I was so wrinkled by the end of the day that I wasn't allowed to go anywhere near the water the next day. Naturally, I snuck away the following morning, board in hand. Frey giggled. I gripped her tighter, her head in my chest. I used to call to, It used to call to me, the water. I can't explain it very well, but I've always been seduced by it. They can't replicate that call here, but it's all we've got for a while. Maybe we'll get to go back before we get old. Frey's speaking softly now. What if we don't, though? What if we're stuck here until we die? What if the day after we die, the quarantine is over and the world is open for business again? What then, Leo? I take her shoulders in my hands and look her in the eyes. We can't live our lives on what ifs. We can't. We'll make do with what we have here. And if we die, we'll die knowing that we helped save the planet. We gave up our home so that it may be, so that it may be there for generations to come. She smiles and wipes away a tear. Suddenly, her eyes light up. Leo, look, there she is. I turn around, already knowing what I'll see. Over the horizon of our enclosed dome, I can see her in all her natural beauty again. It looks like more green is coming back, she says, holding back tears. I don't notice the green, though. I'm called by the blue. And scene. Woo! Yeah! Woo! I mean, obviously, the audience can't see it, but every time there was something happening when you were reading that, I was, like, reacting with my, whoa! <laughs> yeah, I felt bad because I was, not... like, only looking at the page and not looking at you at all. Well, I, I respect that. Okay. <laughs> not the bees. Yeah, man. They're fucking dead. The, the bees are gone. That's always, like, post-apocalyptic. It's like the first thing to go. Well, the that's bees. how you know you're effed. Yeah. Because the bees are gone. We need them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Even though I hate bees. So, what the heck? The bees are fine. You hate, I know. You I'm, hate wasps. I do hate wasps. I hate anything that can sting me. Anyway, that's besides the point. Um, Man, reading that out loud, I have gotten better at writing. Because <laughs> there's so many little things that I'm like, as I'm reading, I'm like, that doesn't, that's not how are you, that should be. You, are you referencing this story? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. When I, like... I think when I'm looking back on this, I'm this is a piece that I'm extremely proud of because mm-hmm. a is that constraint thing we were talking about. Yes, where I think I can elicit some sort of emotion from a, a reader from just two pages. Um, you're all, you've also done a good job of conveying information without using any exposition. Yes, because nowhere in this story do you explicitly say. I guess you kind of like you get that these people are on a ship. Mm-hmm. They're returning to Earth, mm-hmm. right? Because that's at the end of the story. They say there she is, and the, well, I, I'm looking at the green, but I'm not looking at the, I'm looking at the blue, and yeah. and that ties back into the conversation he, he the, where the, the the character the the guy was talking about the water and the surfing and yeah. So at no point do you explicitly say the Earth is effed, yeah, or that they're coming back. And to be honest, that was a word limit, yeah, like constraint. Where I'm like, but you still conveyed the information, yeah, without needing to. And that's explicitly something say that. that's something that kind of like I always hate when it's just over explaining explaining things. Well, that, that's yeah, exposition, right? Yeah, like like to the point where I'm like, that's that's not really the point of the story. Yeah, the point of the story is like this naive guy, not naive, um, this this guy that's kind of like doesn't. He's not making sense. Like he's he's making up shit that sounds fun, but and being very lighthearted about the situation. But it, it's a dark situation. That's actually something I wanted to comment on. 
there there's an there's an air of this guy is sort of in I don't want to say in denial, but mm-hmm. he kind of is. Yeah, because well, just through your writing, he is, and yeah. she the 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 girl is much more open about her her disagreements, her qualms that she has with the situation. Yeah. But the guy is, he's trying to be aloof, lighthearted and keep the situation, keep, keep, keep the keep tensions down. Yeah. But, but you can tell he's deluding himself into mm-hmm. believing something that he doesn't. Yeah. And like, I think there, there's something to people there. There are types of people who like to keep the status quo like as normal as possible in very not normal situations. Right. Like, and I think that's always extremely like helpful and useful. Yeah. Um, however, there's always, always got to be like that voice of reason, that voice of reality. Yeah. You can't have everybody. No. Trying to pretend that the situation isn't the way it is. Yeah. Now there's a difference between pretending the situation isn't the way it is and just trying to keep spirits up. Yeah. But that's not what he was doing, no. at least from my perception of the reading. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, so, it, like I said, I wrote this years ago, so it's it's tough to try and think back of what I was trying to, like, what everything was meant to be. Um, but your perception of the piece can change. Yeah, you totally. Just, you just read it aloud, so yeah. has your perception changed? Um, Not to derail what you were about to say. Oh, no, no, no. no. Um, just to jump off of that, like, when I, uh, when I first wrote it, um, it's very much the idea that, um, counter to what you were thinking, they're not heading back to Earth. They are oh. kind of like quarantining from Earth and that humans need to get the fuck off Earth so that Earth can heal itself. Right. Because otherwise it's, we're just going to keep destroying it. So they have to wait till there's like um, a, a, a level of like, oh, we're good now. Like the Earth is good enough that we can come back. Like Wally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> oh, man. I stole Wally. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Shit. So, but, but at the end they say, oh, look, there she is. Like mm-hmm. they're surprised that they're seeing. And she is being... The Earth, the Earth right? yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're not coming back. Are they in? No, some, they're they're kind of like like an orbiting. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's, that's what the, I was. That's thinking. the other way I was kind of thinking. Mm-hmm. It kind of feels like that that surprise as to like, wow, look there she is. I mean, from my the, the reason I would say I, that I expected it to be um going like they're, they're going back is mm-hmm. because why would people orbiting an Earth be surprised at seeing the? That's a great point. So, yeah. But the, yeah. the 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 alternative of their orbiting was my secondary thought, but mm-hmm. it wasn't the primary one that I. The surprise made me feel like they were they were coming back. Yeah, but yeah, um, I don't know what else to say about that piece. I I remember reading it for so basically the way that the class was set up was that this was part of a workshop. So you'd bring your piece, somebody else would read it for you, and then um, so you'd have a chance to listen to it. Right, which is super important. Yeah, in writing, absolutely. And then um, everybody kind of has their their talking points afterwards, and like they comment on the piece. Yeah, critique it. And- exactly. Yeah, um, I remember. So this was on Zoom. This was the first year of um, like uh, online classes, and um, my internet must have been kind of shitty. So my professor was like, kind of asking the class, like, "Did you get what was going on with the the whole like?" Um, uh, like not being on earth yeah. situation. And um, I kind of butted in, but uh, I didn't butt in, but I was like, I thought he was asking me the question. Yeah. So I kind of went on to this like five minute rant talking about it and being like, yeah, I thought this was like, it was a really cool thing to do, blah, 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 blah. And he's like afterwards, cause he couldn't interrupt because I was kind of lagging. Yeah. Um, 
so he was like, oh, okay, Randy. So I was just going to be asking like the other students if they caught on to the idea. Yeah. Even though I completely spoiled the idea. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. Okay, my bad. <laughs> so that was kind of embarrassing. But that just but. means you were passionate about it. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm very passionate about this piece. Yeah. And it shows. If I could go back and change a couple things, I would like, to be honest, I could. I could just go in and edit it. But I also like having the pure copy yeah. to like compare it to something well, that I've written recently. You can do both though. Yeah. You can just make a new copy. Yeah. I do true. that all I do that like not necessarily making a new copy, but mm-hmm. uh I with my writing, I will preserve the old stuff. Yeah. Actually it's still posted online. Mm. And then I can, because uh, because we've we talked about this on the hobbies episode, but there is there is a significant advantage to going back and seeing your progression. Yeah, because it's it, it becomes very when, when you dedicate a lot of time to a craft, writing or music or anything, mm-hmm. being able to see your progression. Yeah, and being able to quantify nowadays with dates on your files, mm-hmm. how long it took you or, or or how over the span of how long it took you to to get better it's just it's could you just be good for your soul absolutely because you look back and you're like wow that sucked not your piece just anything oh yeah yeah. that sucked and then you go back well two years ago i sucked and then a year ago i got better and then today i'm fucking i'm sick genuinely like (laughs) i the other day i went through google docs and microsoft office and like just downloaded everything i've written like essay wise or uh assignment wise or uh creative writing wise and man, just like I used to write essays terribly. <laughs> I would get good enough grades, but it wasn't like uh, looking back on them. I'm like, Randy, what are you doing, bro? But like, but you'd always have that perspective no yeah. matter when you look back. You'd have that perspective looking back now. Mm-hmm. You're going to have that perspective looking back in five years. Yeah. Now, the curve of how harsh you're going to be on yourself is probably going to plateau a little bit. Sim- Absolutely. Simply because as you get better at a craft, you slow down. Mm-hmm. at how much you've mastered the craft. Yeah. But that perspective, I just, is super important to have. Totally. And I, I do that a lot with my music too. Mm-hmm. I save all my music to one big folder, my exports at least. Yeah. So I have a, and it's sorted by date created. So I have an in time list of all my music. But that is so just, cool. Just straight in a, in a row. Man. Isn't that crazy that we just have that like ability to like, you, not time travel, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like well, access you, different ca- time capsules. You you get you can go and just at the snap of a finger get a, a, a fresh perspective of what you were producing or creating or writing three years ago. Mm-hmm. And you can go, man, that sucked. But at the time, you thought it was great, Absolutely, right? yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a big thing is that y- I don't want to say you don't know how – you never know how good or bad you are, but you don't because there's no real way – Unless you're like a professional, yeah. To 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 judge your work against anything other than itself, yeah. And to get that perspective, you get that perspective with time, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And going back and looking back is, it's all it's fun. Yeah, I I love it. I love doing that. Like I genuinely I pulled down a box the other day of like old uh, college scribblers, even like from Red River College, and I was like, oh, long time ago. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> man. I used to write notes this way, you know, like it, it, it's crazy how much like my process of everything has changed over the years of like, it was a different course though. Yeah, totally. But, um, I've very much come up with different ways to, uh, take in information from lectures and stuff like that to the point where I'm like, okay, so, uh, back then this was serviceable, but like it could have been better, yeah. <laughs> you know? So, but everyone's adaptability like that is different. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
comes with time. It comes like with time, time, yes. Or like you time, like you said. Yes. <laughs> uh, Dan. Yes. Would you like to play your first piece of music? Uh, no. Okay, cool. <laughs> Do your next writing no. piece. No. <laughs> All right. I could I could play Watching the Stars with you. I have my exports folder pulled up here. You here, should. Look, you can see what I'm talking about. This is my exports folder, yep. and it's just in order. Oh, it's and it's, fantastic. And if I if I go to the the bar here, it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I have like over 400 exported pieces, I think. And that's not I have way more project files. Yeah. Cuz I probably I only export maybe nowadays, oh, nowadays maybe 1 in 10 pieces gets exported. Oh, really? So I have like probably close to 1000 project files, and they're all individual wow. songs. But Do you do you have like are those like saved on your computer? Absolutely, like, they're yeah. saved right here. Actually, damn. If I go to audio and then I go to FL for the audience at home, I'm just I'm on the laptop right now, mm-hmm. and I go to my stuff folder. So <laughs> it's actually I want to talk about this briefly. Yeah, please. When I started out with making my uh, folder fi- my file structure for FL Studio, mm-hmm. which is the project that the software I use to write music, I just saved things into my into my I called it my stuff folder, and it's literally just called stuff, <laughs> and then. Eventually, after like maybe 15 or 20 pieces, I started getting better. Mm-hmm. So I made a folder called Good Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> then maybe 15, 20, 30 pieces later, I got better. And I and I could go back and see I was getting better. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, my stuff is way better than the stuff in Good Stuff right now. So I made <laughs> I made great stuff. Right. And then... The evolution. Amazing stuff. Uh-huh. And then <laughs> down here, oh no, I'm highlighting stuff. Spectacular stuff. <laughs> spectacular er stuff and it says Lamau <laughs> spectacularist stuff and godly stuff mm-hmm. and godly stuff says fucking what lol at the end of it and then I'm right now I'm in enlightened stuff nice and it says K this is getting wild Lamau <laughs> that's <laughs> it, awesome man. I'm not I'm not literally trying to quantify no. I, my abilities are not godly or enlightened I'm just I just I keep the, 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 the description the adjective gets more and more yeah like what comes after enlightened yeah like um, dimensional <laughs> dimension transcending transcendent stuff. Yeah. transcendent stuff yeah that, that'll probably be next yeah. anyways so uh, I'm in enlightened stuff now and I guess I could play this song it's called uh <laughs> just your <laughs> all right it's called um it's called Watching the Stars with You. And it starts off with a, a bit of a piano piece mm-hmm. and then pizzicato strings come in and then a bunch of strings come in. And I suppose as we're going, we could I could lower the volume or we could pause it and we could talk about sure. it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Whatever you want to do. Sure. Oh, if you want to comment, you could just you okay. could raise your hand like you're in school. Sure thing. And I'll pause the music. Mr. Masanya. <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here here is here is watching the stars with you. This is nerve wracking. Right? Wow. Yeah. All right, here we go. It's quiet.
Rand- Randy would like to pause for a moment. There it goes. It's paused. There's something in the background there. Like it's it's very subtle. Um, yeah. I, I I can't name it, but there like if you can go back. Like, I was gonna say I'll back, I'll back like twenty seconds. Or yeah. Something like that. Sorry to yeah. interrupt. No, no, yeah. no. That's the point of this. Yeah. This software sucks. All right, here we go. I'm playing it again. Do 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 in the background. Would that be a specific instrument? It's almost like violin. It's almost well, like strings. It, it's pizzicato. Oh, okay. That's that's the strings when you pluck them with your finger. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's such a subtle but like well, here, genius I'll, I'll, I'll touch. Just, I'll go back really quick. Yeah, yeah. And so it's not here. Okay. And it comes in in two measures. That sounds so stupid. Here it comes. <laughs> That's yeah. what you're talking about? Yeah. yeah. That's pizzicato. So that that's a uh that's a, an orchestra because mm-hmm. I have professional sound, uh, orchestral libraries. Right. So that's an orchestra and they're they're plucking their strings with their fingers. Mm-hmm. The violins are this and the cellos are this. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, that But it's yeah. it's just a little texture in the back. They're they're playing the same notes as the piano bass, mm-hmm. that ascending line. Yeah. But it just adds a little bit of texture to the sound. I was going to say it adds kind of like this uplifting nature to the piece. Um I'm gonna keep listening. Well, that has that has half to do with the fact that it's an uplifting yeah. progression. Mm-hmm. Here come the strings. Oh, that is so good. That is so good. Oh, thank you. Now I know what you mean by you didn't want to look at me when you were reading your piece. Yeah, right. I didn't want to look at you when we were listening to that. No, I was, the entire time I was listening to that, I was genuinely like doing that like Randy, that stank. Randy face. was making faces when the yeah. when the strings came in. Randy yeah. went like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly." I, I was literally, I was like, "Stop." Yeah, I know because like, <laughs> but it's a positive thing though. Totally. But it it's it's not weird, but it. You don't want you don't want to see that positive thing like from your audience well, sometimes. That, well, that's the thing you do you do, mm-hmm. but it's a double edged sword. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's watching the stars with you. Very well done. Thank you, dude. I I don't think I've heard that one before. That, yeah, I've not sent that to you before. Okay, so. um, and that's a pretty new one. I wrote that last week. So that's incredible. Thank you. Like, I was trying to place. I always like whenever you send me music, I always try to place it with some other type of music that. As everyone does. And it's not like it's not a comparative thing. It's like no, oh, it's, it's like this. No, you it, know? you're supposed to do that. Yeah. Um, and 
when I was younger, I had a CD of the Super Mario Galaxy soundtrack. Interesting. And it's very, or that was the first time they went orchestral with yeah. it. And like a lot of pieces had a lot of piano only. Um, working with piano and then like moving into um, strings and stuff and it like would, that. it would change. Yeah. yeah. And like, man, that, that is the highest compliment I can give to this piece. It's <laughs> like I could, you could slot that into one of the other songs on the, on the, on the soundtrack and be like, yeah, this is one of the pieces for okay. like the observatory or something. Right. Thank um, you. Yeah. And something I noticed around three quarters of the way through is that with the piano being such a dominant, like the beginning thing that we yeah. hear, um, at some point, you don't even notice that it's kind of becoming background to the strings. It is, yeah. Yeah, it's like it's not even the strings overpowering it. It's just like they're kind of taking turns. They, yeah, yeah. The 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 piano becomes more of a textural thing mm -hmm. for the. Um, I'll play. A, I'll just play a little. Yeah, bit. please. Because yeah, here. I don't. I love that. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. I think this is the strings. Yeah. The the. The piano and the pizzicato strings, the pluck strings, mm -hmm. they dip in volume quite significantly here. Yeah, and you can, you still. The reason they're they're still there is rhythm. Okay. Because these these big long strings and the so it's it's piano and pizzicato in the beginning, mm -hmm. and then there's long orchestral strings, and then there's a solo cello. Okay. And you can hear the solo cello. Mm -hmm. uh, and the reason you keep the piano and the pizzicato is rhythm, because otherwise these strings are just big long notes right but if you didn't have the pizzicato because you can hear bum, bum, yeah you still you need something you can still keep the rhythm there yeah so they fade away a little bit they become more textural than anything mm. but they're there to keep the rhythm because otherwise you lose the rhythm odd question but like what do you mean by textural uh well different that's uh here I'm gonna I know it's a music theory no yeah, yeah no. uh so in music, hmm, that is a hard question. Yeah. It kind of just comes to me like, so have you ever heard of timbre? Yes. Uh, timbre and timbre and text and texture in music and auditory things are kind of they're not the same, but they're interlinked. Mm -hmm. In that, oh god, it's uh, that is a hard thing to describe. What is musical texture? It's just kind of a way to say that this. Well, the texture of the of the the p the piano in the beginning mm -hmm. is it's 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 a lot brighter okay. and a lot more present. Okay, that's a good way to describe yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Than it is if I jump forward in the piece. Now where's the piano? Okay, it's there. Yeah, but because it's behind the strings, mm -hmm. you're losing a little bit more of the attack, yeah. which is the start of the note. Yeah, and you're just sort of getting the reverb of the piano. Which means I would describe that as the texture of the piano has changed from a an upfront and present thing mm -hmm. guiding you through the piece to more of a te rhythmically textural piece okay. in the back. Yeah. It's still there. That is so interesting. It's just different. Like I genuinely know nothing about music <laughs> theory wise. Yeah. So like you took band with me for like three years. Yeah, and I absolutely played the hell out of my saxophone, but it doesn't mean I learned anything. No, we didn't do mu theory at all. In no, band. you yeah. were good at saxophone though. I like playing. That it. sounded great. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, the it it, it hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. But by the, with, with the introduction of other sounds and instruments, mm -hmm. it takes on a different role. Yeah. In the piece. And that's so cool because that's like. Um, with with a lot of music, especially like the popular bangers, you know what I mean. Like um, the pop bangers, they're bad. 
like all right well some of them some of them aren't great some of them like are top like 40 stuff yeah you know what i'm saying <laughs> like manufactured manufactured sure. music where it's just like to the point where it's like we're trying to hit a point where we need to stream this on tiktok or spotify For- as much as possible formulaic exactly yeah. thank you um it doesn't evolve a p- the piece doesn't really evolve in a way that's satisfying well, this evolves th- thank you people who listen to top 40 music don't want their music to evolve that's true yeah there's uh, that that that's generalization obviously, obviously. I, I if if you listen to top there's nothing wrong with top 40 listening Mm-mm. i respect all music yep. but uh it's not for me because it is a lot of the same yeah and i'm not going to i'm i'm not saying that all oh, top 40 music pop music it's all the same no i'm not going to say that's absolutely not true yeah. like do you remember uh feel it still I don't think so. Uh, you'd, you'd know it if I played it. Sure. But, um, <laughs> Copyright. <laughs> Ooh, I'm a rebel just for kicks now. Yes. Okay, sorry. That yeah. song was a top 40 song. That was the top chart, uh, chart topper. Yeah. That was so cool because mm-hmm. it was different. It was doing something different. It was absolutely. very different. So, yeah. But music that's just formulaic, that is just to top charts. And like and, not um, a super huge fan. And I don't want to be like, and that's not that's not exactly what I'm saying. And like I'm not being like, man, yeah, your music is better than this. I hate it's, doing it's not. that. <laughs> I hate it when, especially in writing, um, for our workshops. Sometimes people would be like, well, it's not as good because there would be two workshops a night, and it'd be like, well, it's not as good as the person that just went. It's like, don't do that. Don't don't ever do it's, that. It's a completely different thing. Absolutely. Like like imagine trying to compare my music to top forty music. Like, yeah. What the. F- that's not even close to the you same. You can't thing. do that. No, like it. It doesn't make sense. That's the thing about like creative arts, is that we're all just making something, and then it can be comparative. Sure, like I did compare yours to like the Super Mario Galaxy soundtrack. But that's but because it reminded you of exactly. Something. Yeah, reminding is different than comparing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I would love to ask. Yeah. What's no? Okay. <laughs> End of podcast. End of podcast. Yeah. Um, we should get credits. <laughs> um, be you and me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's not true. what's what's the process first of all what's your motivation to start a piece right and then how, wh- basically take me from start to finish like what's going through your mind yeah. of like how do how do you do it how do you do okay. it okay so I have there's a very specific set of circumstances under which I will write music mm-hmm. and it happens frequently because I like writing music but I, I cannot for the life of me and I bet you can relate to this mm-hmm. I cannot for the light of life of me sit down with the intention of writing music. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I can't go, okay, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write a piece of music now. Not going to happen. I I can't go from some nothing. I can go from nothing to something mm-hmm. because I have the theory knowledge that lets me, da- lets me slap down pizzicato strings and long strings and then just do a one five six four in the key of C and then that'll sound good because it's theoretically good. Mm. But there's no, there's no passion there. No. Uh, and that's the thing for me. There has to be a creative spark. So either I'll hear something, I'll hear another song, or I'll hear... That's usually how it starts, is I'll hear another piece of music, and then I'll go, oh, that chord progression was cool. Oh, that's, that instrument was kind of cool. Or I'll hear... Uh, I, I, I prowl around websites where it, that people are talking about and posting things about synthesis or orchestral sampling and people will be posting their stuff and they'll be like what do you think of this and I'll listen to it and I'll springboard off of that so there has to be a creative spark there yeah which I'm sure you can relate to as a creative Mm -hmm. Um, and when that happens it depends on how strong the spark is but the spark that I got for this piece watching the stars of you which is just an arbitrary name uh, it was really strong and the whole the entirety of this piece which is Two minutes and fifty-five seconds, at least right now. Yeah, it was all flow state. 
the whole thing. Hell yeah. Uh, it took me probably, it took a couple hours to write. Mm-hmm. Uh, and most of it was just getting the fucking strings to sound right. Okay. Because strings are tough. But it started with piano. It started with this this piano. Yeah. And that specific, actually, that's kind of interesting. That It's that specific note that really set off this piece. Okay. Because I can find creativity, I can find creative sparks while I'm writing something. Yes. I had gotten a creative spark. You you can relate, right? 100%. You, you'll get a creative spark, you'll start writing, and then you'll go, oh, what if I did this? Absolutely. And exactly. Mm-hmm. So the, 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 the light bulb moment for this piece wasn't the initial creative spark. I started writing this. I was like, that's pretty. Mm-hmm. But then this note, right? That note. Oh. It was different enough. To the point where I was like, oh, I should like shape the entire piece around that. That that singular yeah. note yeah. sparked the whole rest of the piece. Uh, and from there, once I had the piano down, which is just this part, it's really actually not that complicated. Uh, because when the pizzicato strings come in... They're just playing the same thing the piano is. Okay. But because they're so texturally different than the piano, the sound completely changes. Yeah. And then the the, the long strings are literally just playing... If, if you took the arpeggio of what the piano is playing and just made them a chord, yeah. that's what the strings are playing. Okay. So the, the, the chords that the, the strings are playing are actually theoretically identical yeah. to what the piano is playing. Yeah. It's it's just they're playing them as long long sounds and the piano is playing arpeggiated notes. That's so cool, so, man. So so from a theory perspective, this piece is actually very simple. It's only four chords. Yeah. Uh but it's it's the it's the augmentation of the melody line and the introduction of long strings and solo cello mm-hmm. that uh really changed the piece. The solo cello was actually an afterthought. Okay. I had the strings done and it was piano, pizzicato and long strings. Mm-hmm. And then I was writing and I was like, I wonder if solo cello would sound good here. So I threw on solo cello, just a solo cellist, added a whole bunch of reverb. Yep. And the birth was this sound. And it's it's pretty good, I guess. This is magical, bro. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> like, hearing you walk me through this piece yeah. of music as I'm listening to the music, genuinely like... It's different, isn't it? Yeah. Because you never get that perspective. No, no, no. You always just have to sit, like, especially if you're at a concert. Right? Yeah. How you, often do you how often do you talk with the musician that wrote the piece about the piece of music? Never, never, never. Because we're just streaming stuff. But, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. That it's kind of like a director's commentary. It kind of is. Yeah. yeah. Or like getting to listen, getting to uh, dissect the the piece of writing after you've done it. Yeah. So it's it's a different perspective, and I really like it. I love um, you talking about finding that spark. Yes. Uh, like how like well, you need so a spark important. to get it going. Yeah. But then the spark in between, like as you're writing it. Yeah. Because it starts because it's it's not like. You get the initial creative spark and it starts the fire that gets you writing or yeah. writing music or writing uh, words, sure. a, a story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's good. But then as you're doing it, you get another spark over there. I'm pointing elsewhere for the audience. And it starts <laughs> another fire. Yeah. And you're like, wow, that's super cool. And then the fires converge and you get an even bigger fire with yeah. an even bigger and better idea. Absolutely. That's uh, just really cool. It's very cool, <laughs> it's man. It's very cool. Like, it's so funny you talking about like... Um, afterthoughts as well 
and like adding yes. things as afterthoughts. But they can be so monumentally impactful. Absolutely. This, pe- this piece of mine wouldn't be anything without the solo cello. Yeah. But I didn't even think of it in the moment. Mm-hmm. And I'm that's probably happened to you a lot, right? Genuinely, like the amount of times that I sit down for a story, I don't I don't sit down and be like, okay, so I, I have these plot points to hit. Yeah, right. And I have like a general idea and then I kind of just go with it. Well, like that's kind of how you have to do it. Yeah, like I I can't. There's no script to follow because you're no. writing the script. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> that's so true. Yeah. Um, I got some really great advice from a YouTuber like a while back, talking about writing, where they were like, if you're having trouble writing a story, um, write it like a kids book at first. Yeah. Like bare bones. Like obviously, kids books can be very very good. Yes. But usually, when you're writing a kids book, you have to get the information across like. Quick, quickly and simply quickly and simply yes. absolutely so by doing that you do that you that's how you make your plot points and then you can go back in afterwards and fill in the exactly fill in the blanks that's that's quite literally how i write nowadays mm-hmm. i you know i i write my dialogue first oh really because for okay so with my writing dialogue is really important mm-hmm. and i really like dialogue not expositional dialogue right. just dialogue yeah um I Bad like, dialogue sticks out like a sword. Holy thumb. chips. Yep. I go back to my old writing and I'm like, because again, it's still all online. And I'm yep. like, I should take this down, but I'm not gonna because <laughs> nope. it's I, I like the evol- I like being able to look at the evolution. But yeah. I write my dialogue first. Because I have no trouble writing, and I'm sure you don't, you clearly don't either, but I have no trouble writing dialogue that sounds normal because I like talking to myself. Believe it or not, I hate writing dialogue. Really? And I always feel like I do bad dialogue. I, I just talk to myself. Yeah. I I go. Hey, what's up? Hey, how's it going? Something, something, something in this. And then I, the, the thought in my mind is just how would I respond to this? Yeah. And then because that's how I would respond to it is how a human being would. Yes. It's, it's hard to write dialogue that makes it sound like it's on a robot and it's a human being. Yeah. So And a lot of the times, too, like um, something that I really encourage people to do when like we're talking about creative writing, like if I'm talking to one of my classmates or whatever. Um, is read it out loud. Holy shit, absolutely. Oh my God. It like, makes such a difference. Reading reading just now, Star Surfers Out Loud, I'm like, man, this dialogue could use some work because like a lot of it doesn't sound natural. It sounds like, it, it doesn't, it, it, it sounds like two people are talking to each other, but are these actually what these people would be saying or is there better ways to be doing it? And there's, there's always that thought of like, it could be better. It's kind of, if you want my thoughts. Please. It kind of, it needs a better flow. Yeah. Because it doesn't, like I said, and this is obvious, I, this is just my impression, but it kind of, it, it kind of is, that's not what I would expect a, a person to say back to me. Yes. If someone, if I was talking to this person and someone said something like that to me, I'd be like, yeah. Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> are you having a, a stroke? Not in a bad way, but <laughs> no, just, I know what you, I, I yeah. absolutely know what you mean because I have that same of criticism you do. Yeah. Of, as I'm reading this. Um, uh, it, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump off that a little bit. Mm. Um, criticism. Yeah, I've learned especially this year in my drama class we did um, like kind of a workshop talking about like how to give good criticism. The compliment sandwich. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. It, the way it was, I think it, I think it's called like Liz Lerman's uh, guide to constructive criticism or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um. Statements of meaning, which are typically your compliments, but it's kind of like, I found this to be really engaging. Yeah. I found this to be really effective at parts or whatever. You start with those. Yes. You get into, um, what was it? Questions. Questions for the performer. 
like, and like things that you were kind of in your head, you were like, uh, maybe I have a question about this. Yes, you have a criticism, but form it as a question. Right. In terms of like, if you were like, oh man, I don't know why they were so quiet during this part. Like that doesn't make sense. It's like, so what was the choice to be so quiet in this right. part? That's a ve- it, 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 you're getting the same result, but it it almost takes the pressure off the performer. Yes. Off the artist. Yeah. Not off, but it, it changes it from being directly on their shoulders mm-hmm. to being next to them and they get to address it themselves. Yeah, and it's so much better for somebody <laughs> to address it rather than somebody be like, well, I, I thought that part sucked. Yeah. Like, or usually people don't do that, but like, um, I didn't, If it's usually when people say like, I didn't like this part. It's like, that, do, that does nothing. Not only is that way too direct, mm-hmm. even if it wasn't, I don't like this part. Mm-hmm. Even if it was, I don't like this part because this. That's just, you're just like, you're just shitting on the guy. Kind of, yeah. Like, and it's not really useful. <laughs> no, because there's a very, there's a very stark difference between harsh criticism and constructive criticism, but they, they, they ride such a razor thin line. Extremely. And like you, it honestly, giving criticism is kind of a skill you need to hone. Yeah. Like I, in one of my classes this year, there was a guy that just didn't know how to give criticism properly. It uh, always sounded so negative yeah. and so much like, I didn't really like this part. And I'm just like, bro, you can frame that in such a better way. Um, there's always the, there's always going to be the counter argument there that you need to have thick skin, but I don't think it's that simple. No, I don't you, think so you, either. You're a creative. You need to, you need to have thick skin. Mm-hmm. But my counter argument to that would be you need to have the the tact to say what you're trying to say without just shitting on somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, I don't know, man. I I I think it's something that you very much like. Especially if you're going to be talking about other people's people's art or whatever, or like just anything, like hey yo, let's let's make sure that we do it properly. Yes, yeah, that's just a, a little tangent I wanted the, to go the, on. The the tough part there being that what is proper is up to interpretation. Absolutely, but, like, but there's a there's the general rules of thumb. Like, well, don't don't make people feel bad about what they did. Genuine, like, it's not it's not hard to be a good person, and like. It's not hard to not be a dickhead, yeah. <laughs> you know? So that's kind I, of my rule of thumb. I just can't stand people that just oh, have a thick skin. It's but like, what's wrong with you? On the other hand, don't – something that drove me nuts this year was like during our um, uh, uh, hello ran, are we awake? <laughs> um, what was – you know. No, I don't. The the, the, the workshops. I'm so sure. sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, during the workshops, um, when we would go person by person addressing a piece that was performed – or like was written read. Yeah, it would be like the amount of people that be like, I really liked it. That's it. That's it. Yeah, and to the point where I'm like, that does nothing. Mm-hmm. I it like, obviously nice sentiment. Yeah, but let's get a little more. But it's it's a it's a creative workshop. You're there to get criticism. Yes. You're there to get the perspectives of of other people so that yeah. you can grow mm-hmm. and change your writing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There, there's nothing worse than just a bunch of people smiling and nodding at you. That uh, well, I'd rather have a bunch of people smiling and nodding at me than sorry, shitting yeah. on me. But I get what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, that was a that was a vague comment. No, no, you're yeah. you're still right. Yeah, like principally. Yeah, I mean, I had something like that once in college where I had a final export of my final video project for Digital Video Two, which is a big class yeah. in year two, and it was a it was a big seven minute long mini documentary that I produced all by myself. Mm-hmm. And, and I played it, and I was proud of it. I was very proud of it. But I was like, I'm looking for criticism, so I got my editing instructor and my acquisition instructor who is the cinematographer he's the okay. like, acquisition of film you know yep. filming and they were both next to me and I played my doc for them and they were like I, I, they watched it and they were enjoying it 
And uh, I finished and I was like, okay, there it is. What do you guys think? And my instructors, who will remain nameless, of mm-hmm. course, love their, bless their hearts. They love them so much. Yep. But they're like, yeah, it's really good. Like it. Uh, awesome. I was like, okay, what should I change? Because yeah. I feel like I, like I want criticism. And mm-hmm. my acquisition instructor was like, no, it's really good. I really like it. Excellent work. I'm like, thanks. But yeah, <laughs> come on. Yeah, man. <laughs> Give me criticism. Shit on me a little bit. Like, that's kind of my problem when I get a good grade sometimes where I'm just like, like sometimes I'll get grades back without like any comment on it. Yeah. And it'll be like, I don't know, like an 85, 87, even like a 90. Even though that's a fantastic grade, it's not worth not having comments over. Yeah. I'd which, love to know what didn't how could get I me have, that 100. How could I have gotten to a 95 or yep. 98 or 100? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Yeah. The, but therein lies another double-edged sword. God, yeah. this is just a, we're just walking through a razor field. Yeah. It's, <laughs> you're always in pursuit of that, in air quotes, perfection. Yeah. Because always looking for criticism is very dangerous. Mm-hmm. It gets you can just beat yourself into the earth if you're if you're too. Uh, you dig yourself such a hole if if you're too. What's the word I'm looking for? If you're too aggressive about it, if you're too too much of a perfectionist. Sure, sure. Why yeah, not? yeah. I, if, I I know what if you're saying. If you're just constantly looking for criticism, even if you're looking for valid constructive criticism, mm. sometimes you just need those little wins. Yeah, which is a a big thing. Hundred percent, man. Like. Um, I like th- this semester. I got I got a lot of wins this semester. Yeah, which I believe it is great and genuinely like really helps with like the the old imposter syndrome going on. Where it's just like, well, you got a good mark, but that's because they were they went easy on you. That's because you know, yeah, you're wearing a nice shirt that day. Yeah, exactly, right? Because <laughs> they like you, dude. Sometimes your brain will just make the weirdest shit up for no, imposter honestly. syndrome. It's the fucking worst. <laughs> um. But yeah, I got a lot of wins this this semester, which is great. Big dubs. Um, and to be honest, like I really needed those. Yeah. Because at some point, you kind of just start to plateau in terms of like, well, I don't know if I'm getting better or if I'm getting worse. Oh my! I'm just doing God, it's fine. The worst. Yeah. But when people like, for example, my professor, I wrote an essay, um, like a term paper, for my film class, and uh, my professor was like, hey, you should either read this at the colloquium. Or um, you should submit it for this uh, prize award because this is a very good term paper. Strugglers? No. Aww. This was my film class. Okay. Um, so a completely different thing. Yeah. And wow. um, I was like, wow, thank you. Because that was the second piece that somebody was like, hey, you should submit this to the colloquium at least. And I was like, okay, great. Um, but then, yeah, I had already decided to, to read Strugglers for the colloquium. And to be honest, Dan, I don't know if we're going to have time to read the clo- Strugglers I think, today. I don't know. It depends on how long you have. But I'm totally okay going an hour and a half or even more on this podcast. Because um, I'm don't. i not concerned about the length of this episode. I just didn't think we would get to this point. Like We're only two things in. I know. <laughs> like You still have a long piece. And yeah, I'm, and it's, like, it's a long piece. We could do another one of these. We could do another one of these. I'd be so down to do another I'd one absolutely, of these. Yeah. Especially like blocking out more time because I was expecting this to be like a, an hour, even maybe even less. No, I for sure knew this was going longer than Shit, an hour. my bad. Absolutely. My bad. bad well, time. look how long we talked about my music. And then well, we spent like 20 minutes on your piece and yeah. then 20 minutes on my piece. Yeah. And that's, it deserves more. Yeah. To be honest. Honest. Yeah. 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 I, I so. 100% agree. Like, I think that. I love having these conversations because I never get to have these conversations because all other conversations when like I'm at work or anywhere else is such surface level like yeah oh, I wrote a show piece. you watching yeah. Oh, oh yeah because you're not talking with other 
maybe and maybe I'm not, I'm not going to say you're not talking with other creatives, but you're not talking with other creatives that get it, get it, or that go as far as you do. Sure. And not to not to I hate saying this, but I know. or as I do. Yeah. But I and like I and never into wanted their craft exactly. And I'm not like speaking from a place of like, well, I'm above everyone no, else of course in not. terms of like you know. But what there, I mean? there's reality in that you write a lot better. And more, it's not even about being better. It's that you write more. every day, pretty no, much? No, oh. Dan, here's a weird thing. Here's such a weird thing, man. Yeah. I can't write unless I have a deadline. I feel like you've told me that before. And it's so weird because like <laughs> I excel at writing. It's something that yeah, I want sure to do. do. And like I, it it's pulling teeth sometime, man. Like the I, I wrote a screenplay over the summer just to get myself writing again. Yeah. And like it's a short screenplay. It's only like a three minute short film. But like were I you, were you like dragging yourself? I I basically had to be like, I have to do this because I need to write. I need to practice this. Mm-hmm. Um and that's why I love school, because it forces me to write. Yeah. And it shows me that, oh man, you can write. You know? Anyway. What I was gonna say about the whole like let's do another one of these. Mm-hmm. This could be a, a segment. I'd be down for that. Because you're always writing mm-hmm. and I'm always writing music. Yes. So we're always going to have... Content. If, if a couple weeks goes by or or a month goes by in between each one of these episodes, there's always going to be new content between you and I to talk yeah. about. And I think, I'll be honest, this episode's probably not going to do fantastic. I think it might. I hope it does. I think it might because it's different. Sure. Yeah. If it doesn't, I wouldn't be surprised though. Yeah. However... I don't care because this Not was phenomenal. Yeah, I love this. I like, like, genuinely. I, I, I texted you about this, and I was like, I want coffee shop vibes. <laughs> like, I want, I want you and I to bring a piece to a coffee shop and yeah. like talk about it. I just bring my Bluetooth speaker. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, listen to this. It just sounds like, dude, that piece would sound like shit on a little <laughs> totally. tiny speaker. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like, even now, hear me out. Okay. This is an idea. I'm listening. We could record a batch of these at some point. Oh. And like release them every other week. We could, yeah. So like we'd have the regular podcast, but then like every other Friday. Yeah. That'd be cool. That's like a sit down for three or four hours kind yeah. of deal though, which yeah. I'd totally be for. Yeah. But that's up to you and your time schedule. <laughs> totally. And like honestly, my schedule is finally going to open up soon. Whoa. And I'm so excited. <laughs> you're gra- you're Are you graduating this year? No. <sighs> Uh, news on that. Oh. Um, I'm upgrading my degree from a regular four-year English degree to, to a four-year a honors degree. Ooh. Oh, yeah. you a high five. Thanks, man. For the audience. Yeah, that was a high five. Um, well, they heard it. It was really, it's really exciting. My professor just like really encouraged me this year. Is like, hey, you're doing fantastic. So how does that work? What does that do? Um, I mean, obviously it's, it's a higher I accolade. Had the, I had the but... same question. <laughs> uh, so I sat down with a meeting from, with him yesterday and I was just kind of like, so like, what what's the advantage doing an honors over a regular degree being an honors student yeah yeah and he's like honestly the only real thing like tangible thing is you can go for what is it i i could basically turn that into teaching oh so you can like you need an honors in order to be able to teach oh but you'd still need an educational degree right yeah okay but um, you can't get an education degree without an honors degree? Exactly. In anything or specifically in writing? You know what? I feel like I'm talking out of turn here. I, I also feel like I'm asking a question that's way broader than what we're talking about. It's, uh, I, I'd have to look into it. That's I probably should have brought that up. That's not something you should have an answer for right now. Yeah. But basically. Brandon, can you answer this, 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 and this? The super specific <laughs> just thing. just get into that real quick? <laughs> um, oh, but, that's fucking sick. I'm but, so proud of you. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, 
it's really cool. And like, it's only going to be one extra course that I need to take. What is that? Uh, anything I want. Oh, but intro to the solar system. Yeah, <laughs> Just right. like, what the fuck? I basically have to uh, focus the rest of my courses that I need to do um, in the 400 level courses, which are the fourth years. Yeah, which are the the tough English courses. But I feel like I can do them. So. And if you asked me that a year ago, I probably would have said, no, I can't do that. After but. reading Strugglers and Dishes, yeah, you're a, you're a fucking fantastic sorry, writer. Sorry to tease that I was going to read Strugglers. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited for the next one, though, because yeah. str- I, 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 I'm just, I'm not just, like, gussing you up. because I really, like, I want to read more of those characters. Thanks, man. Strugglers was amazing. Dishes was probably my favorite. I really? Liked, I, I thought li- you liked Strugglers more. Strugglers was great because I liked... What's her name? I'm sorry. Allie. Allie. I yeah. really liked Allie. Yeah. But I really liked... I'm sorry. What's his name in Dishes? Uh, Joe. Joe. I really liked Joe. Yeah. And, and his... his This odd juxtapositional relationship with his brother. Yeah. And... Because it made... It, dude, Dishes... We're just teasing the audience. I know. I'm so sorry. Dude, Dishes made me think because I was... I literally didn't know. I was like, who's wrong here? They're yeah. both wrong. Initially, of course, I'm like, what's the brother's name? I'm sorry. Oh, uh, it's okay. Um, <laughs> Terry. Terry. And initially, I'm like, well, Terry's wrong. Yeah. But then I started thinking about it and relating it to my own life, and I was like, God, they're both wrong. Yeah, man. And that's cool. Oh, <laughs> I love that but shit. But not only are they both wrong, but they're both right. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. And it made me enjoy the characters a lot. It's much more engaging when, like, it's not just, like, black and, and white. And, and, and Joe was a good guy all of his life, and he did everything right, yeah. and, you know, and like, Terry nothing wa- did him Terry wrong. Terry was an asshole. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. It's like, no, Terry had his reasons for not letting, inviting him to the, the dinner, is yeah. that's what it was, right? Yeah. yeah. And that w- that's what made it so odd because it was so gray the the the, the decisions in that story do we got it? we're just we're just teasing the I'm audience so sorry. the decision in those in that story was so morally gray yeah and that's what makes it so interesting mm. and i really liked it and i i, I enjoy that they're they're sister pieces they're yeah. sister stories yeah so i i can't wait for this whole story sequence to be complete I was gonna like, say, are you writing more in this like uh i'm writing one more oh, um, write more than one more <laughs> <laughs> it's basically gonna be four stories each one from different perspectives awesome um and i think it's working out really really well i'm only on page three of my last story but uh, you're gonna kill it yeah because strugglers and dishes were both amazing so. thanks man i think i liked strugglers more in terms of like reading Mm. and like as a story but i really like the character i really joe and terry in in dishes were fucking phenomenal characters thanks amazing thanks um dan yeah i can't wait to listen to more music especially on the podcast um so that we can talk about it and we can discuss it and we can have this director's commentary it's higher quality here too yeah it's absolutely very high quality so i played that piece on my speaker to my dad and it just <laughs> sounded like dick <laughs> the strings came in and it was just I was like, trust me, it sounds good. Let me get you my headphones. And he was like, (laughs) no, no. But I think we should absolutely turn this into a segment. I'd love to. Let's let's make that a summer project. Sure. Yeah, I'm down for that. In this hot booth in the summer. (laughs) Oh yeah, I was gonna say I'm okay right now. Yeah, I don't have my jacket on. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, we could do another one of your pieces if you want, because I'm super down for that. Because they won't be as long as a 15 minute piece that I could read. Uh, we could. This is kind of almost like a trial episode. Yeah, yeah, we'll have a better structure. We should do a structure for this. Like have a we should a document. Genuinely, like this is going. I don't know if this is still in the podcast, but like this is going really well to the point where I'm like, (laughs) I kind of want to keep doing this. Yeah, Yeah. me too. Yeah. All right. Uh, Randy has decided we're going to do another piece of my music. Yeah. I don't have another piece of my music. Oh, what have I done? I'm breaking things. I'm breaking things. Oh no. (laughs) So this is a piece 
It's called The Snow is Cold, But You Make Me Feel Warm. Okay. And I think you'll get the vibe immediately. But I was playing of uh, prior to writing this piece, I had just finished a playthrough of a very good game. I think you'll figure it out real fast. Okay. I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited. But this this piece is about you'll figure it out real fast. Okay. I feel like. Okay, so this piece is well, the name gives it away. The snow is cold, but you make me feel warm. Here we go. What game is this? I'm assuming Stardew Valley. It's Stardew Valley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What would you call that? Sorry. No, what? What would you call that? Like, it's almost like the bottom of a bowl. It's, um... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. This is a short piece. And then the wind fades out. Yeah. That's a a short piece, like I said. Yeah. Man, you're so, like... It's wild that like Stardew Valley has such a distinct. Well, because you immediately were, I was like, you're gonna get what game this is, and I played it in three seconds, and you're like, ah, Stardew Valley. Yeah, <laughs> no, that that's what it was. There's something about that instrument that we don't know the name of that like, <laughs> like it's so unique to Stardew somehow. Yeah, well, because he used uh, Eric Baroni is the guy. Okay, he uses it a lot in that. Yeah, so he uses it a lot in the winter tracks. Mm-hmm. And when I finished the playthrough, I had finished it in the month of winter. Yeah, and. I actually very vividly remember. I was at the, I was just down below um, Jody's house, mm-hmm. and I was at the river, and I was fishing in the river, and it was, it was like twelve p.m. at night, and I was just listening to the soundtrack, and I was fishing, and I was like, this is really nice, this is really peaceful. I yeah. love this game. And I closed it, and I wrote that. And I was, oh, it's awesome! Because it was, it was like Stardew gave me the spark of that piece. Do you ever have the problem of like flying too close to the sun when it comes to inspiration? Like in terms of like I, when you get too close to the source actually, material. Actually, it's pretty funny that you mentioned that. Absolutely, because if we go back, <laughs> hold on, I'm for the audience at home. I'm on the laptop again. If we go back to my FL folder, mm-hmm. I have a folder called Accidental Remix. Okay, <laughs> now, there's not many in there, but it's times where I've gotten inspiration and then written a piece of music, and I would go, "Oh, this is just another piece of music." <laughs> like I in this folder, I've accidentally rewritten the DreamWorks theme. And I was writing, and I was like, "Wow, oh, this these big long strings—they're so pretty." And then I listened back to it, and I was like, oh, "It's just a, just literally just a dream." I just ah, I shit. pitched it down a couple tones, and I was like, "That's I just I'm in the di- it's the DreamWorks theme in a different key." Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, I can't write that anymore." <laughs> and I accidentally I accidentally rewrote "Imagine" by John Lennon in okay. a different key. Yeah, because that's a simple song. So mm. I was like, "This is so pretty," and I'm like, "Damn it, God damn it!" It's just imagine. Isn't so. it wild that like. I, I, I talked about this in one of my classes like a year ago or maybe two um, where I think there's a name for it, but it's basically like, will we hit a point where nothing can be original anymore? And like, honestly, nothing is original. There's a, there's a Vsauce video on that. Oh, okay. The answer is no. No. <laughs> the answer is no. Sorry. No. Like, 
it, it's just like but like you have to take inspiration from something yeah of course like i can't write my stories without taking inspiration from my family taking inspiration from my lived experiences well the thing about that is and you're right the thing about that is inspiration from different things doesn't typically extend past a, a, a three or four instances of itself as in I like I'm sure there have been cases in history where people have been like oh I'm inspired from this which is inspired from this which yeah. is of course uh, th- that's how the evolution of music genres work mm. but on that scale you're excuse me you're talking about the evolution of a genre as a whole as opposed to individual pieces yeah and I, I, I don't think the answer to that is yes you know I don't think we're gonna run out of originality no that would require humans to not exist that's fair. Because we're we are originality. That's the whole point of us. We're all different. Yeah. So, as long as there are new people having new life experiences, mm-hmm. we're not going to run out of originality anytime soon. Is my point. <laughs> and I think it's it's super cool because like a lot of the times when I asked my professor about that question, he was kind of like, "Well, with the world constantly changing, yeah. I know it doesn't seem like the world's constantly changing, oh, it but is. it is. Oh, like, yeah." Especially with technology. Well, because we're so focused on yeah. today yeah. or next week. That we don't take a step back and go through our folders and look back to what it was when we were like 10 years ago. Exactly. You know what I mean? Um, or you don't think about five years ago or 10 years ago. Or, yeah. Because so much has changed in 10 years. Yeah. But you don't really think about it. Because you don't. Because you don't. No. This period. Because yeah. we're thinking about today. Like exactly. Yeah. Well, because you kind of have to. Yeah. But it's good to every once in a while take a step back and... I, either through your own creative process, look at your past works, mm. or look back in history and see what. I'm sorry, you were going to say something. I was about to say we should just turn these into like uh, talking about our pieces, but also philosophy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, it kind of, they kind of go hand in hand. They kind of do. Yeah. Well, there's there's philosophical meaning behind every single one of my pieces, and there's philosophical meaning behind every single one of your works of writing. Yeah. So. Are you so with this piece? Yeah. Was there like. Sometimes okay. w- sometimes when I'm writing a piece, I'm very much like, I want the theme to be this. Yes. Um, with my short story sequence that I'm doing right now, each story has to do with something something with connection. Right. Disconnection, reconnection, like denial of connection. Yeah. Missed um, connection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, is there kind of like a theme guiding you sometimes? With this specific piece or in general? Uh, this piece and then if not in general. I can do this piece. Yeah. Well, uh, the piece, this, the theme this time was, I hope, obvious. Kind of like it was. It was snow. It was winter. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. It was. I was gonna say melancholic, kind of. Well, it is uh, interesting. Melancholic is sad, but like. Well, not necessarily. Melancholic is bittersweet. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think winter can be bittersweet. I think winter is bittersweet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I. Do you not get? I do get the winter. An immediate winter vibe Absolutely. from that? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, wind ha- and sleigh bells. Half, half of that has to do with the wind in the background. Because yeah. the wind is there throughout the whole piece. If I jump forward a bit, even when the instruments are loud, the wind is still there. Yeah. You can hear it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, But there's something about these notes in specific that convey a, yeah. a cold theme, but not a sad theme, at least in my opinion. Because mm-hmm. I don't feel, I don't think of this piece as... Actually, it's kind of interesting... This piece gives me a very odd... I'm going to jump in the piece. This piece gives me a very odd uh, feeling of juxtaposition because this piece is about cold things, but it makes me feel warm. Yeah. And, and I guess that t- that's the, title, the title. Yeah. The snow is cold, but you make me feel warm. Yeah. Mm. So I was... It wasn't... In, this piece isn't entirely about snow. It's about... Or, or winter or cold or... Yeah. That's too surface level. It, it's about... It's almost about love in a way. Yeah. Uh, because cold and warm and snow and... 
they're all great metaphors for love. Yeah. And even though, even for hypothetically in this piece, even though we're it's winter and it's cold and it's shitty outside, mm-hmm. I have you, and I'm not talking to you. I just mean yeah, yeah, whoever. <laughs> I have you, Randy. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> I have you, and it, it. Even though things are not great right now, you take the perspective. You take it and flip it and make me happy. That's, yeah. that's what this is about. And it it. Although to answer your question, I wasn't thinking about that when I was writing the piece. Okay. The th- the thematics of the piece evolve as I'm writing the piece. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, sometimes there are pieces where I have a theme in mind and I'm like, yes, I want to write about this. Yeah. But not often. No. It kind of is like this where it evolves. It goes back to that thing where we were talking about the sparks halfway through or yeah, like exactly. a quarter of the way through or yeah. like at some point where it's just like, oh, what if, and even by the end of it, it's like, oh, it's as if you're making a painting. And yeah. then by the end of it, you take a step back. It's like, oh, I made this. Yeah. That's not what I went out yeah. to make. Well, because you're so focused on little things. It's it's the same thing when you're writing music. It's so easy to get lost in trying to perfect each every each and every, each and every individual little sound. Yeah. But until you take a step back metaphorically and listen to the piece and mm-hmm. or with writing until you take a step back and read it out loud. Yep. Or with painting, you take a literal step back and look at the work as a whole. Yeah. Your perspective can change like that. Totally. And that's usually a good thing. Usually. Usually, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't get many creative sparks where it's like, oh, this fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Like, there's, you need to have that strong motivating factor. Otherwise, why do it in the first place? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know what else to say about your piece, Dan. I love it. That one's a simple one. Yeah, and, and like, sometimes there's, there's that's kind of nice. It's kind of nice to have that simplicity going on. Yeah. Where, like, it's that's- almost like the short, short story. Yeah. Where it's very much like you you're not you don't really have the constraint. You can make it as long as you want, but yeah. you 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 cut it off at a point where it feels natural. Mm-hmm. And however, mm-hmm. double edged sword, you could loop that so easy. Oh yeah, yeah. And just have it play in the background a little quieter. And, yeah. And it wouldn't. I mean, it might get repetitive if you listen to it for an hour. But <laughs> I think you would genuinely like with the pieces that you've shown me. I think you would be a fantastic video game composer. Thanks. Because like, gen- like okay, p- picture this. Snow World. Sicily, 1936. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right, sorry. <laughs> um, like a Paper Mario game yeah. where you're walking around in the snow world or whatever. And as you're walking around, um, like you have that kind of like that music looping in the background. Yeah. It just fits. It works. It's just, it's almost background music, this piece. Yeah. Which and is not a detriment. No, of course not. No. Well, because you need that, obviously. Yeah. yeah. So... I don't know. This one was fun. Yeah. How long ago did you make that one? That was a while. Yeah. I can sh- look at when the export was. Um, I don't even know. God, was it? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm breaking things. Nah. I'm pulling things apart and putting them back together, but in the wrong order. And Stop. Damn it. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, that was... Oh, I got to right click the file. Why you ask this question, Randy? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we also don't have a mouse. That was the 23rd day of the 8th month, September. Okay. Of last year. Oh nice. So it's it's been a while. Yeah. It's been it's we're you know, eight months or whatever. So were you, th- were you thinking about snow? <laughs> yes, <laughs> like I was. Well, I was thinking snow. about Stardew Valley yeah. and then the coming of snow and yeah, but yeah. That's cool, man. Thank you. I love how we kind of just listened to the entire thing as you were looking that up, and I was just like, oh. "Well, it just fades away." Yeah, but it it stays there, you yeah. know, in your head. So. Yeah, 
it's almost like, it's almost as if it like it it kind of just sneaks away and you don't really notice it until it's actually until like, it's gone and then it's the wow that was it's gone now <laughs> kind of like kind of like winter <laughs> wow be gone thought <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh man it's so nice out like that. Uh, right ah I'm wearing my not boots for once yeah. <laughs> Well, they're still boots, but they're not winter boots. I'm not wearing my coat anymore. Yeah, I'm not wearing uh, long johns. Yeah, it's nice. Big win. Big win. Everyone in America, like, what the hell are long johns? <laughs> Who's John? <laughs> Why <laughs> is he so, so long? long? <laughs> Boom, double joke. <laughs> okay. Nice. This is a great episode. I, let's do more of Dan, these. let's do more of these. Yeah. We'll shake on it right now. Oh, we're shaking shake. right now. You can't shake it all up. Shake it all up. Shake and also rock and roll. Yeah, absolutely. All three of those. All the time. Um, thank you so much for joining me on this. Ooh, um, thank you for having me. I know it's kind of like a vulnerable thing to show your like I'm, show your stuff out there. I'm more comfortable now, though. Good. I, I don't know about you, but I am the, too. At yeah. the start, I was like, oh, I'm nervous. Yeah, I, I didn't like it. It kind of, because we, you and I get lost in the conversation so easily, because you and I have really, conversations really easily. Yeah. Uh, I forget that we're recording. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> and now that I'm reminded of it, I'm nervous again. No, <laughs> <I'm not. laughs> and I, I guarantee if like somebody else was in the booth, for something like this, I would get that nervousness again. You know what I mean? Probably, yeah. Yeah. Well, because then you don't you don't know what they're gonna say. Mm-hmm. Even if you're confident in your work, though. Yeah. That's the thing. I'm confident in my music. Mm-hmm. I know it's good, like objectively. However, you're showing it to other people, and they <laughs> might. And everybody's got their opinion, bro. You know, like something might be. Uh, nothing can be objectively, like universally good. Of course. Um. Everybody. I don't know. People love Beethoven. Some people don't love Beethoven. You know what I mean? Like, there's always like the preference yeah. and and stuff like that. But I, love I feel it. like I'm rambling. I love that when he rolled over. Roll what? Roll over Beethoven. It's a rock and roll song. Ah shit! Sorry. Okay. Okay, had, my to, bad. had to be there yeah. in the fifties. Yeah. yeah, I I missed out on that. <laughs> yeah, you weren't born yet. <laughs> Neither were you. Yeah, it turns out I'm 97 Wait years old. Wait a minute. Hello. <laughs> my real voice Bernie. comes out. Oh no. End it. End it. <laughs> we got to cut this off. Because uh, we're already you. in an hour 20. <laughs> thank you so much for listening to this. If you've gotten to this point, I really, really appreciate it. If you've it. gotten to this point, what the hell's wrong with you? I, you know what? This was an experiment, and I really, really wanted to try it. And genuinely, I think it turned out really, really well. Me and too. This, is, this and like some of the other podcasts that we've done will stick out of my mind as things that I'm like, man, I'm really proud of these ones. Yeah. Yeah. But well, we're going to do more of these. So. Uh, yeah. Let's do it. This is the last episode that ever we ever produced before and we all died in a car accident. <laughs> guarantee next episode I will read Strugglers. How about that? Yeah. I will promise that right Because I want that. All right. Hell yeah. A- epic. L'Epic. It's French. L'Epic. L'Epic Games. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to the Creation Nation Makerspace. And thank you to Daniel Wasanya for editing and creating the music that we've heard today. Wow. As well as the music that we're hearing for the intro and outro. Wow. We'll be back in two weeks for the next episode. And we will see you then. It'll be about something. I I haven't decided yet, (laughs) (laughs) but we'll see. Okay, see you. Thank you for listening. Bye. (laughs) That was Lily's shop. I'm surprised you remember that. Dude, the amount of times you played that song. (laughs) We were fucking...